Welcome to the Business of Design podcast. I'm Cheryl Horn, Director of Operations for Business of Design. A lot has changed at Business of Design since this episode originally aired. For the latest information and rates on events and membership at Business of Design, head to businessofdesign.com. Enjoy the show. Hey everybody, this is Business of Design. You're in the right place. You know you are. You're running a business of some sort, interior design, decorating, staging, styling, landscape, architecture. You've got projects, you've got clients, you want more of them, you want them to be better, you want to be stronger and more confident in your business, you want to be stronger and more confident when you talk about money and you ask for money. We know that and uh, you're in the right place if you're listening to our podcast. A little bit of housekeeping to kick things off before the episode. First of all, Cheryl Horn, who is the amazing director of operations at Business of Design may sound familiar if you've been listening to the podcast and uh, and or you may know her if you're a member of Business of Design. She does everything around here and she's on holiday this week, somewhere sunny with the kids. Uh, so uh, she is trusting me to take care of announcements and I'm going to do my best. First up, High Point Market trip is sold out. We are amazed and thrilled that we have a very full group of design professionals who will be touring with us uh, through High Point, learning the ropes, and also getting some learnings and coaching as well uh, that's part of the trip. So we're excited about that, and we are. Uh, our intention is that this year they're going to be able to use this knowledge to increase their profitability in their businesses. Um, and don't despair if you missed out on this year's High Point trip. I suspect it's going to be a huge success, and we'll do it again next year. We'd love to have you. In the meantime, we're also working on our retreat in Palm Springs for October of this year. This will be an intimate affair. It will be intensive learning. Our intention is to get you in your very best shape so that 2018 finishes at the highest possible peak uh, of success for you and that you will be in your best shape ever to begin 2019. Can you believe it's just barely 2018? I'm talking about 2019. But part of being a mature business owner is having a longer outlook, being able to look one year, two year, three years down the road. And we're going to help you get into that groove. We will be providing more information on the Palm Springs retreat uh, at the end of February. So look for that. We anticipate that trip will also fill up very quickly and uh, we want you there. Coaching, by the way, is an amazing tool. And uh, as a member of Business of Design, you automatically get to take part in a monthly group coaching session with me. So the next one coming up is January 24th, 1 p.m. EST. If you're a monthly member, if you're an annual member, we want you there. Uh, We want to know what's on your mind. We have had no trouble at all getting people to uh, open up and talk to us because the environment is safe and secure. It only airs in the Business of Design membership platform. So there's no chance your clients are going to be hearing it on a podcast or whatever. A few ways to participate in that. Uh, One way is to send us your questions in advance, and uh, that gives me time to prepare a more thorough answer. Another way is to ask them on the fly. And a third way is to just listen, because I guarantee that other people's questions are going to get you thinking about what's going on in your life. So uh, looking forward to that on January 24th. And if you are not yet a member, what are you waiting for? I guarantee we're going to make this the best year you've ever had for the nominal fee of $67.50 a month, $675 annually. Uh, It's a write-off and it will be your lifeline to a better business and uh, more success. And I can say that confidently because we've been doing this a long time. We've been online since 2010. Can't believe it. Uh, we have more than 100 testimonials on the site. If you if you want uh, to verify that we're really here and we're really uh, producing the kind of content we say we are. And uh, speaking of more than 100, more than 100 courses you can take. And at the end of every course, you can also ask me a question. So lots of opportunities for you to get one-on-one mentoring and guidance. And uh, we appreciate that you're here. And my last shameless plea uh, is for all of you to uh, subscribe to us and to rate us, if you don't mind, uh, in your podcast 
platform, whatever that is, Google Play, SoundCloud, iTunes, whatever it is, it really helps us to commit to and produce quality programming on a weekly basis. Love to have you as a guest. If you've got a topic you think is uh, hot and important for our, our listeners, remember we focus on actionable advice. So we really are looking for every podcast to leave the listener with a uh, some things that they're excited about implementing in their business. And this one will be uh, no different, guaranteed. So uh, we're glad you're here. And uh, Cheryl will be back with us next week. And uh, back to the show. We all learn differently. I'm a visual learner. So it helps me if I take notes as I listen to something that's important. Other people absorb what they need just by listening, and they have a strong recall, so they can implement good ideas, even if that's days or weeks after they've heard them. No matter how you learn, though, most of us need multiple points of reference to really get something on a core level. So we listen to the podcast, we watch a video course, we attend a webinar, we ask questions. Maybe we even ask the same question multiple times until the penny drops and that information gets into our bones and we really finally get it. Today, we're going to talk to interior designer Leanne Bennell, who recently attended a design conference. Uh, It's not the first one she's attended. Uh, She's been at all of Business of Design conferences, and I asked her if she was willing to share some of her learnings from that conference, or I guess more importantly, talk about all the ways she grows her knowledge base to create a profitable, award-winning, soul-satisfying company. I share with her during the interview an experience I had where I went to a conference and the speaker lineup was very glittery, lots of celebrity designers, which is fun. And all the designers were there looking adorable and cute. And that was fun. Uh, And one of the speakers I was really excited to hear was going to talk about how social media kind of made his career. And as he started to share, he shared that his very first design client was none other than Cher. And at that point, I realized social media didn't make his career. Cher made his career. I mean, when your first client is Elton John, uh, you don't need Twitter so much to do your work for you. Um, and I realized then that, you know, not all conferences are created equal. Not, not all topics turn out to be something I'm going to be able to use immediately in my business. But I do go into every situation eager to learn something, and I really put the impetus on me to listen hard and take away what I need to take away. Um, And I think that's one of the reasons Leanne's business has been so successful. I mean, you can go to a bunch of different conferences, you can take all the courses you want, but ultimately, if you're not really an active participant in the learning, and then you don't go and implement, nothing is going to come of all that learning. So she's going to talk about going to conferences, attending business of design courses, uh, business coaching, uh, going to High Point and listening to the speakers there. She's going to talk about about lunch and learns and learning from vendors and suppliers, all the different ways that you can grow your knowledge base and put that information to good use to build the business and the life that you desire and deserve. So looking forward uh, to hearing your feedback uh, on Leanne because she's a, she's a wonderful, amazing, lovely woman, and I know you're going to enjoy this podcast. Welcome to the Business of Design podcast with Kimberly Selden. Brought to you by Business of Design, a coaching community for independent designers like you. We all know design matters. At Business of Design, we think designers matter too. Let me quickly tell you about Leanne Bunnell. She is wonderful. Leanne Bunnell Interiors is a full-service boutique interior design studio working in Calgary and around Western Canada since 2003. Leanne and her team pride themselves on strong relationships and creating spaces that resonate with the clients they work with. They specialize in everything from full room transformations to large-scale builds and renovation projects. Uh, 
LBI Leanne Bonnell Interiors is recognized for its creative and tailored approach to design. And Leanne says that we believe you should love where you live every day. We believe you shape your home and in turn, your home shapes you. We believe in luxury and indulgence, and that means different things to different people. We believe that it's never wrong if you love it. We believe in candlelight, fresh flowers, and pillows. And I think you're going to believe in Leanne Bunnell. Let's meet her now. Leanne, how are you this morning? I'm fantastic, Kimberly. Thank you. How are you? I'm good. Where are you calling from? I am calling from the um, the comfort of my own home here on a wintry day in Calgary. In Calgary. Okay, awesome. Thank you for taking time to do this. Um, and uh, we, we, where do we even start? I mean, you're like me in so many respects that we both feel very committed to learning as much as we can and creating a business that thrives and is profitable, profitable and is soul-satisfying. Let's put it that way, soul-satisfying satisfying. We want our clients to be happy, but we want us to be happy too. We want our staff to be happy. So I'm dying to hear about some of the ways you have um, dipped into education for yourself on this journey. Great. Yeah. I've, I think for myself, it's been one of the main motivators for me to continue doing this work is that we're always exploring new ways to do things and trying uh, opportunities to make our business better. And that's really what gets me out of bed in the morning. Okay. So where, can you think back to a moment where a big light went on? You heard something that got you thinking, wait a minute, you mean there are other ways I could be doing things? in general, because I know for me that that was kind of, it was like an epiphany, like, whoa, what? You don't have to do it this way, you know? Do you remember that early moment, what that might have been? I absolutely do, and I refer back to it a lot in uh, my business life. I remember sitting in uh, a business of design conference course with Marisha, um, talking about getting to know your P&L. And for myself in my business, I had decided that I just didn't understand. I didn't know what it meant. All the glossary of terms didn't apply to me. And oh, I, I paid someone to look after that, my bookkeeper, my accountant. Right. What I learned by deciphering that list of numbers, which up until that day meant pretty much zero to me other than fear and right I, seriously um, you know. I don't even remember I remember um not knowing what a P&L was so if you're listening you think P&L is that something you can ask for when you go for a waxing no <laughs> that's your profit and loss statement <laughs> the guys are going that's what right. <laughs> Okay, so and, so and, yeah, you so you had a head in the sand too. Yeah, I know. Oh, P and L. Yeah, yeah, that's probably a thing that corporations do, but I I don't need that, right? Yeah, it didn't apply to me. I had no reason to know it. It was just about you know what the behind the scenes was, and I I couldn't decipher it, and I shut off my brain and decided I didn't care. So sitting in that course at your conference. It was literally like the light came on and it came through the window and shone down on my face. And I felt like I had this deeper understanding of my business, how to run it. It wasn't as scary as I had made it out to be. Uh, when, when the numbers were deciphered and the calculations were done, I wasn't in this like horrible financial situation that I had sort of perceived myself to be in. I was chasing a number. Um, and I never knew what the number was, but I knew I was chasing a number. Mm-hmm. And what it did was it, it showed me that it's a tool and a way to um, figure out where I was where where I used to be and where I wanted to go and that was really a light bulb moment for me and it it changed everything okay. absolutely everything and, in my business 
funny enough, that was for me too. Like that, just taking a look at that and, and realizing like, oh my gosh, this information in here I need. I can totally understand this. It's not nearly as intimidating as I thought it was. And now right. I, I go through my P&L uh, on a monthly basis and I compare it to the last three years and it's a quick click of a button if you're using any kind of a software to do your accounting. And if not, your account, your bookkeeper can help you do it. It's so, so simple. So the first first thing was um, embrace that P&L, go ahead, dive into it, figure out what's in there. Um, so you so you did you did the business of design conference. So so some of your learnings involves going to different conferences. Then I would say. Yes, I think that that's a really um, great part of what we're offered as interior designers. We get invited to a lot of different events and speakers. Our trades and our venue venue vendors always. Um, you know, invite us to uh, different seminars that they put on. And I'm really grateful for those opportunities because a lot of times it's it's stuff that you wouldn't find on your own. Um, And, you know, whether it's a, you know, a business focus or whether it's product focus, I really believe that, you know, doing product knowledge sessions and lunch and learns and going to see product launches and, participating um, in sales, um, you know, conferences, even though we don't like to think of ourselves as in sales, we really are. And it helps us understand, you know, who our client is, what our market is all about, how we need to, um, um, you know, anticipate difficulties and how we need to find solutions for them. So for me, I find that we have a lot of opportunities and we just need to make sure that we're, we're taking advantage of them. Right. And, and, and I think also, I know when I go for a product learning, sometimes I think, oh, yeah, yeah, I've been to a million of these. But I never fail to walk away with some new bit of information. And invariably, the next project I'm on, I'm able to say, oh, wow, I just did a you know, three-day uh, learning event with uh, Wolf. And uh, I know all about their range. So I'm happy to talk to you about it for your kitchen project. And then, you know what, it puts me as an expert in, in front of my customers, which is what I want to be. I want to be an expert for them. So I don't want them to know more about a product than I do. Exactly. And I think that that's one of um, the most important things that I find. I'm educated by my clients on occasion too. They'll come to me with something that they found or a friend has mentioned and they're curious about. And I make sure that I let them know I'm, I'm unfamiliar. I'm going to join you on this learning journey and we're, I'm going to figure out all this stuff I'm gonna, or I'll, I'll find out someone who can help us. And a lot of times that's what I really find a benefit is, is knowing who you can go to to find the answers to the questions as well. So making sure that your roster of vendors, vendors and trades uh, is strong and that they know that you'll call them and say, hey, this is something that I've just heard about. Can you walk me through this? And um, I think that that's, again, one of those opportunities that we have to learn in our business that allows us to grow. We can't always bill for this time. You know, the learning curve is always sharp. Uh, we're always chasing new ideas and technology changes on a really fast scale and Mm-hmm. But I think that really makes our jobs fulfilling and interesting. And there's, I used to have an employee who I still quote her all the time, but she always says a day's wasted if you don't learn something. Mm-hmm. And I really feel that. I feel that if you can't pick up, you know, even a nugget, even the worst course conference, um, <laughs> you know, anything. And there have been a few. Life, I learned something. <laughs> yeah. There have been a few, yeah. I learned yeah, I've learned something. You know, you can take away something from anything. And, and maybe it's not life-changing, and maybe it is. But regardless, it, you know, as long as it's something that you can apply or refer back to, um, you know, there's always something that you can t- take away from an right. event or, or and that's, an experience. That's true. You know, if you're going to a free lunch and learn and it's not an amazing learning opportunity, you can take away something. If you're plucking down a couple thousand 
uh, dollars uh, for a conference, and it's not good. You know, that's really another matter altogether. So, of course, the impetus is always on us to try to learn something and then, you know, make sure that you're telling everybody which conferences are good and which conferences aren't good and which learnings are good and which which aren't. They're, you know, they're not all created equally. And there were multiple times when I thought, you know, gosh, I would really like to have my money back. But more importantly, I'd like to have my three days back. Um, (laughs) So, (laughs) yeah. Hands up for that one. Hands up for that one. Yeah. We won't name names, but if you, if you talk to us privately on Facebook, we'll tell you which ones to avoid. That's for sure. (laughs) So, so you go into the learning opportunity, whatever it is, and you're thinking, I'm going to leave with something I can use. That's how I feel. I'm like, I'm not leaving here until I get an answer to the following question. And the other thing you said, which I think is really important for everyone to really get on a gut level. You don't have to know everything. It's okay to say to a client, you know, I actually have no idea about that, but I know who to ask. Yes. And I think I've been in that situation before where, you know, we work with some very tasteful and savvy and fashionable and technologically advanced clients. Um, And for me, I you know, I try to keep up, but there's always something new. The, so we always try to find out, well, who can help us? You know, when our gosh, our contractors are just our best sources. We always ask them. It's like, we're, we're facing this problem. Our client is asking for this. Do you have someone we can talk to about, you know, this particular type of home system or this, you know, we have a client who's currently interested in the Tesla roof panels. And I'm like, oh my gosh, so not (laughs) in my realm of knowledge, but I'm super curious about it too. And what do we have to know? And how does that affect our electrical plan? And where, how big is the battery? Like, do we have to plan a space for, for these to set? So there's so many uh, questions to go along with that. And Mm -hmm. it it kind of floats my boat a little bit. I love to, to learn new things and to figure out, not just for this project, but the, the next projects as well. Right. And you're in a position where you can really implement some of this stuff because you have all your systems and processes buttoned down back at the office. So if you're just listening and you're thinking, oh, I, I can't even like get through the day, let alone think about a Tesla sunroof, you know, um, <laughs> we uh, we both remember what that feels like, that overwhelmed, oh, yeah. um, I, I can't do this, why am I the only designer in the world who sucks at this job? Why do my clients hate me? Like I remember those days so much. And then once you start getting those processes in place, it frees up so much energy where you can learn something, where you can be creative, where you can go on a trip and get inspired and bring that back to your projects. But none of that can happen until you have those systems in place. In my opinion, none of that will happen. And I agree. And I think the the other thing is accepting that you you don't and can't do everything and relying. If you want to grow your business, you need to rely on other people. And as hard as that is and as difficult as that is, especially when you've created this, you know, baby, this thing that you've, you know, nurtured and you want to grow. Mm-hmm. But at some point in order to... Um, to give you that freedom, you really do have to uh, employ other people in your business, and whether that's on a contract basis or an outsourcing basis, in order to free up that time. And that, that for me, was another um, you know aha moment in my business was what adding staff can do for me. Right. But my experience of adding staff is it was utterly useless until I had systems, which it sounds like chicken and the egg. Like, what are you supposed to, what are you telling me, Kimberly? But the fact is I had <laughs> really good people come work for me and I was so overwhelmed. I couldn't even explain what I needed from them. Um, so they end up being glorified coffee chasers and library cleaners. And could you mind picking up lunch for everybody? And, you know, that was an expensive uh, gopher. So once I had yes. those systems in place, though, and I have my operations manual, and I could say, this is the task, step by step. Here's how you do it. Here's how you're going to succeed at this job. Now I have people who've worked for me 10, 12, 13 years, and I don't see any 
possibility of us not working together because it's just we've got a groove going on, but you need those <laughs> systems. So it is a bit of a chicken and the egg. I agree. And I think the the coming from this business and this industry, I think most of the designers that I meet are very, very similar. In a lot of ways, we're we're I'm not going to use the word, you know, OCD because that's overused, but I'll say that we have high expectations and standards that we want to meet. And a lot of times the reason that we don't get staff is because it takes us longer to explain what we want to have done Mm -hmm. than to do it ourselves. So we just push them out of the way and say, yeah, go get coffee. I'll just do it. Um, And that is, you know, a reality, I think, for for everyone in this industry. And that is a big hurdle to get over. The other thing I found is that if you don't have to have a, you know, a 75 page rule book, you just need your basics and you need to have, um, you know, an understanding of your business and how you want things to roll and you can build it as you go as well. So I think for my systems and the way I implemented them was I have I add something every day. And, you know, when you said that about, you know, having your staff being glorified coffee runners, it twigged something in my brain. And I just wrote a note saying, I need to add this to our, our policy binder, which is like, we need to figure out how we can better use our interns. We had an intern this year and while she was great, we just had difficulty utilizing her. Mm -hmm. And she did turn into, you know, she cleaned out the warehouse, she, you know, yeah. sort of, you know, she did some spray painting, and, you know, yeah. things like that. Anything that we couldn't, you know, think of, of what to do, we set her to some menial task. And in the end, um, it's not really satisfying really for you have or her. Better. Right? No, like she didn't and, get and anything out of it either. Yeah. No, exactly. So I just made a note. It's like, we need to actually figure out how to enroll an intern and what tasks they're going to do for us on the daily. And uh, so we'll add that to the policy binder now. Okay. So let's take two steps backward because I realize we're sitting here going, yeah, well, you need systems. And there are people listening here going, huh? What, what systems? So Mm -hmm. here's the thing. Mm -hmm. I didn't start with 15 steps and 500 systems. I started with nothing. Right. So tackle that thing that is making you crazy. And I would say for a lot of you, it's going to be get your intake process figured out, how you answer the phone, how you sign people up for the consultation, what you charge for the consultation, what happens at the consultation. Get that figured out and written down. Then when it comes time to tackle the next thing, what's the next thing that's making you crazy? For me, it had to do with billing clients and getting paid. I would bill them, but they wouldn't pay. And then we'd chase them for money. And so the the money thing was really big. Once I solved those first two things, the money thing and the intake thing, then I could see like, oh, wow, if I create a system, it makes the thing much, much easier, right? So we created a system to create the client binder, which by the way, we wrote it down. It's so easy. We will let interns do our client binders. So anything that you can write down from top to bottom, Um, step-by-step guide to how to do it. That's a really good task for an intern. Um, But we couldn't use interns successfully either until we started getting these systems. And we even have a system for how to hire the intern. Like what's the process for hiring that intern? And how do you do do check-ins with the intern to make sure he or she is learning what they need to learn and that we're using them effectively? So, So it grows, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Start with whatever the biggest problem is tackle that, get it right, and that will grow your confidence to go on and tackle the next system. I agree. And I think the other thing too is as if you treat your policies and procedures and your systems binder like a client and that you set aside some time every week to work on it. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, there's something every week that comes up in our business or our daily tasks or, you know, something that maybe goes a little sideways and could have been done better. And I think it's important that if you treat it like a client, if you treat it like a project that you want to get completed and you have a start date and an end date and you are committed to giving it some time each week that you know, in the by the end of the year, you could have something pretty amazing. I would also say, don't worry about format. Don't worry about how it looks. Don't worry about all of 
um, you know, the consistency as you're building it, just build it. Then go back and format and figure out, you know, some of the details. And you're going to be adding to it anyway. So it's going to probably look like a hot mess for a little while. But just make sure that it's down on paper. It's collected in one spot. If you have people working for you, make sure that they're contributing. Um, I always sort of say, okay, that could have gone better. What do you think? Like, how can we have done that better? And, you know, write it down and pop it in the binder. And then we'll deal with it another point as far as formatting or putting it in the right section. But just pop it down so it's there and that everybody can take a look at it. And I will do a shameless plug right now for business of design. But there are lots of systems that you can just have and copy and take. So if you are a member, there's no reason not to have systems in place. We have checklists that go with every single step. So there's a check one step one checklist, step two checklist, step three checklist. You're getting the message here, right? So, um, and, and if you, the other thing is if you're part of a big community like Business of Design, you know, it's okay to share a page from your systems and procedures or operations manual. And then someone else will share a page from theirs. And suddenly, instead of one system, now you have two systems. So um, it is okay to talk about this stuff out loud and help other designers on the path because we all benefit benefit by building a community that thrives for sure. Um, Something you mentioned uh, about the conferences and we we talked about it being expensive and uh, how frustrating that could be. One thing to think about and take advantage of is the fact that some conferences are in great locations and at least you get to go and treat it like a business write-off. So, um, do you, do exactly. you, you know, yeah. If, yeah, if you want to go to Las Vegas, I guarantee you there's a conference in Las Vegas that you could attend and you could learn something and you can write it off and, uh, you have your spouse come with you, partner come with you and they can sleep in your room and it's a business expense, which is great. So do take advantage of that as well. Okay. So, so your big aha moment, your first aha moment was realizing that if you dug into the PL, that could change your life. Um, what are some other things that have happened to you specifically while you were at a, a learning event of some sort? How, do you remember another instance where you where something big kind of occurred to you and you went you know back to the office and implemented right away? I, I would say that um, you know the conferences, uh, the business of design conferences have been fantastic for, for many reasons, like, you know, the feeling of collaboration and knowing that you're, you're part of something bigger. One of the things that I really sort of learned as I've gone through the process and, and uh, done the business of design courses and, and been a member of business of, of design online and also um, going to the courses is that I, I'm farther ahead than I thought I was. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that in your, you know, when you're running your business, you're in a bit of a, you know, you can be in a bit of a bubble and you don't maybe think you're, you're achieving things. You, you get on social media and that you, you see what other people are doing and the projects that they're working on and, you know, where they're jet setting to and their lives look so fabulous. Um, and you think, oh my gosh, I'm just sitting here in the drudgery and trying to figure out how to get this drapery installed on time and, you know, searching for a worker. Um, in, but in the end, you know, t- talking to people and listening to their stories, I can, I'm able to sort of say, yep, I've been there. I know what that is. I can help you. This is how I resolved it. Or have you tried this? Um, so for me, it was a really great confidence booster to know that I'm in a better situation than I think I am. Yeah. So that was, that's been one thing as I go through um, learning things. The, you know, another another big aha for me has been that, um, you know, you don't have to go it alone, that there are organizations and uh, like-minded uh, designers out there from all across the country, all across North America that I've been able to connect with and to chat with. And on the whole, I would say that they're very generous people. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's been, uh, you know, a great experience to understand how other people have done things. And even if it hasn't worked for them, you know, maybe it does work for you. Or um, maybe you've tried the same thing and you've had different experiences. So I think that that sort of sense that, again, that you're not alone and you can reach out to your industry peers and that you have 
you know, this, uh, this force behind you that really does want you to succeed. Yeah. And really uh, so, gr- groom those relationships of the people who are mm-hmm. mature and owning responsibility when things go wrong. You know the difference, right? The, you go out for drinks, you go to some community event and all the designers are there and somebody goes, yeah, you know, my stupid contractor did the following stupid thing and then my stupid client mm. did the fault fo- and you're like hmm <laughs> yeah no no <laughs> I'd be like where did I mess up where did I not give the yeah. contractor enough information to be successful where did I not give the client enough reason to trust me and let me handle this like you know when something goes wrong if you'll get in the habit of saying you know something went wrong so that means it was my fault somewhere somehow it was my Uh fault you can work Uh backwards and figure out where the gap is and fill the hole Uh right but if it's always somebody's fault if it's always you know that idiot that stupid person did this to me uh, you're doomed you're just doomed so surround yourself with people who are really owning responsibility and it's not a great day to go through you know the these hours at work where you're surrounded by people who I, I called it complaining where people uh, <laughs> confuse complaining with conversation. And all it is is just a litany of, you know, bad things that happened and terrible things and what other people did to them and not right. And it just, it does become a little bit, it's boring to me too. So I'm always like, Oh, well, you know, do you do, you know, complete spec sheets? How do you ask for a quote request? Like if they didn't mm-hmm. quote something, did you ask for it? Um, you know, I, 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 do, I do believe that you need to, to find your role in everything and figure out how to do it better, not to beat yourself up, not to play, you know, oh, poor me or the, the blame game or I suck at my job, but to really figure out, okay, well, what can we do next time? How can we make a change? And I will say having that system finder in place is great motivation for trying to figure out where those gaps are in your processes. And it gives you a good idea in, um, you know, once it's all laid out Mm -hmm. that you can sort of identify it really easily when, when things do go wrong or sideways on a project. Yeah. And it's such a good thing to go back to. And sorry, there's just always a little bit of a gap in when we're doing the podcast over technology. Sorry about that. Um, It's a nice thing to go back to as well, because you do see that you've come a long way. If you want to see if you're making progress, look backwards, right? If you're always looking forward, you can't tell how far you've come, but look backwards and, and that will be a really strong indication of whether or not you've made progress. And you probably, Leanne, because you have staff, you have people who work around you all the time, you probably can see a change in them too. Like I noticed my staff became strong and empowered, able to make decisions, able to talk back to me, <laughs> able to say, no, Kimberly, mm-hmm. uh-uh, that is not what we wanted to do. Do you remember this happened? I'm like, oh, right. Like, Often, frequently, most of the time when my staff pushes back, they're right and I'm wrong. And so I've had to like figure, you know, realize that I'm I'm now working with peers. I'm not working with people mm-hmm. that I boss around, but I'm working with people who bring a lot to the table. Yes. And you really do have to check your ego. I think that, you know, I many heads make a better project. I I welcome you know, the tension, the creative tension that comes with working with other people who have a different aesthetic perspective. Um, so I, I like that. I think that, I think that being pushed out of my own particular comfort zones helps me grow as much as I push my staff out of comfort zones, Mm -hmm. they push me as well. And, and I always recognize that. And, and, you know, sometimes I just put my hands up and I'm like, okay, I'm following you on this one. Yeah, no, for <laughs> because sure. It's just yeah, and sometimes uh, I'll say like, realm. I think you're wrong on this, but we're going to do it your way. And if you're right, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm lunch is on me. And if you're wrong, you're buying me mm-hmm. lunch. And you know what? It's, it's amazing because if you let people sometimes fail and make a mistake, that's amazing learnings for them too. Obviously you're not going to let a client get hurt in a situation like that, but, um, no, can, and, and I think that that's one of the things that I learned. I just had a year, uh, my yearly review with one of my uh, designers who works for me. And the biggest thing that I got from her review, um, you know, after her first three months and her review after a year was the amount of growth 
that she showed in so many areas along the way. And I think it has to do with, again, just being comfortable with them, um, you know, taking the lead in certain um, aspects of a design project. And uh, for myself, too, it taught me to trust and taught me to to know that that her skills are beyond, um, you know, where I had thought they would be. And she's just, you know, mm. she's just done a really great job in the last year. So that makes me feel good as an entrepreneur too. Yeah. yeah. And you realize like, wow, I'm earning, I'm earning this money, but I'm also helping other people earn money. And I know in our, our office, people have gotten married, they've bought homes, they have babies. And I look and I think like my, my clients are funding all of that. Like all of that is being mm-hmm. funded by the wonderful people who hire us. So you get all kinds of good feelies when that starts to happen but you know you you gotta you gotta do the hard work up front and get those systems in place I want to ask you about High Point we're going to High Point as a group April 13th to 15th everybody goes to High Point and you're like ah because of all the product and it's so fun and you can buy stuff and you get all shopping and wearing your heels to the parties and all that kind of stuff. So there's that. What about learning? What what can you do at High Point to really learn something? Well, I think what High Point offers um, beyond, you know, looking for products and trends and new vendors and all the beautiful inspiration that you get from these showrooms and all the efforts that these suppliers put together for the the market is that there's so many opportunities to, um, you know, have some business learnings and to hear people talk. There's oftentimes there's, um, you know, well-known designers or celebrity designers, if you want to use that term, who speak. And there's always something that you can gain about learning from someone else's either process or journey. Um, And I think that that's something that can be inspirational. It can be aspirational. You know, I'm not there yet, but that's where I want to go. Um, Those, those. Wait, wait, what do you mean? You're not there yet, but that's where you want to go. What do you mean? What do you mean? Are you talking to you, Leanne, personally, or you're talking about you're in the audience and you wish you could have the $12 million penthouse? (laughs) Yeah, that would be me in the audience. Um, well, you know, lots of times you go and you hear um, designers um, speak and they talk about their processes and they talk about their projects that they've worked on. Um, you know, it's, it can be sometimes a bit of a show and tell, which which is inspiring to say one day I not only want to do someone's penthouse, but I want to do their yacht and their plane as well. <laughs> and I think that that's, uh, you know, something that you can have in, you know, maybe it's not top of line of your goals, but maybe it's something that just sort of sits there and sort of says, hey, this is possible. This is something that someone else has done, and it's possible for me if that's really the goal that I want to achieve. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's just great to sit and do an ooh and ah, mm-hmm. and then sometimes you get, okay, well, I did, you know, my client's home in the city, and I've done their country home, and now they're downsizing, and I'm going to do their condo as well. So, you know, it's it's a bit of a comparison, maybe not at the same level, but in your sort of realm and your experience, then that is something that says, um, you know, it's a great achievement for, for a designer mm-hmm. to, to have that many projects with one client. Yeah, for um, sure. And, and it's, it's okay to set an intention too, right? To say like, wow, I have never done a yacht. I think I want to do a yacht. You know what? I do want to do a yacht. I want to do a yacht. I'm going to write that down. <laughs> like sometimes you just hear that speaker and you think, why not me? Why not me? We've got water where I live. Let's do this. Yeah, exactly. We don't have water here, but <laughs> we can dream. But your but, your you Florida know, might be in Los Angeles, fun. or I mean, your client right. rather might be in Florida or Los Angeles. Like, you know what I mean? I remember specifically thinking, "Hey, wait a minute! I want to do a client who lives far away." Never occurred to me before. And I'm telling you, we made that intention at my office, and it was not even one year later we were doing a client's condo in Florida. So I'm like, okay, okay this is cool. Go. And then you realize, like, well, it's it's not that fun, actually, <laughs> to be on a plane all the time. And, like, it's a great bragging tool. 
Um, and now we've done it quite a few times and I will not say no to a customer who is, who I've worked with before. Like, you know, my rule is if I did their home, I did their condo and now they're buying a place in Florida and they ask me, I'm saying yes, because it's the right thing to do. Um, but unless you set that intention, it might never happen. You might never make that appear in your life, I guess. So, so when you're, when you go to high point, are you, so you, you sign up for events like at the theater and then there are showrooms that also have events. They might have a speaker. So do you kind of create a, do you have an itinerary that you do for yourself? Well, I think it's always good to look at the schedule and see who's speaking. So whether it's High Point or IDS or IDS West, take advantage of the the talks that are offered. Whether it's from a you know an international designer who has a great reputation, or an architect, or um, perhaps it's a business um, specialist. Maybe it's someone who knows a lot about internet marketing, or maybe someone who knows a lot about servicing your clients. And um, I just think there's there's a lot of opportunity to take in the speakers, have a good understanding of where um, maybe you, you need some help in your own business, and then focus on what um, you can gain out of your three, four, five days, um, not just looking at pretty things and going to parties, mm-hmm. but also really where you can have some really strong takeaways that you can implement in your business. Yeah, and even I'll, better if you can take your your staff. Oh my gosh, yeah, I will actually create. Uh, I'll always have something that I can write on, and I will write down a takeaway. And then my job when I get back to the office is to implement because you can take away a lot mm-hmm. and think, oh yeah, that's great. And then you go back to your real life and you never implement. So make sure to make Uh note of things that seem like a smart thing to do. And then when you get back to the office, save some time, make some time to discuss those things with the people around you and start to implement. I want to just tell you, this is so funny. I went to this one conference. It was on social media. And this is maybe five, six years ago. And, uh, you know, it was the big, like, SEO and all that kind of stuff. And there was this quite a well-known designer who's done some huge projects. And his talk was all about social media, how it made him. And But when he started talking, his first client was Cher. So I just... (laughs) At that point, I'm like, really? You think Twitter made you? You don't think maybe it was Cher? But okay, like, I was just like, okay, you're adorable. Your projects are adorable. Like, uh, come on, seriously. So, you know, there are times when you go to a talk and you go like, I'm calling, you know, BS on that one right there. Anyway, um, if you you can get um, someone like Cher to be one of your clients, you'll be fine on Twitter. Don't worry about it. Uh, but okay. So, but the point is you're, you're an active, this is what I'm hearing from you, Leanne. You're an active participant in the learning process. You go to get something and your intention is to come away with something you've learned. Exactly. And recently I was at, um, a, a conference, a large conference, and it was clear fairly early on in one of the first early talks of the day that it wasn't going to really be any new news for me. So rather than being, you know, upset and disgruntled and sort of, you know, feeling cynical about the whole event, I, I, what I did was I translated into, these are all really good reminders for me to go back to my core values, my mission statement, all of the things I've already done the work on, which is what he was talking about developing, which I've already done. And to sort of have these little reminders and sort of say, okay, well, let's, let's take this back. What can I do with this now? And I realized as I was sitting there and, and sort of reminding myself of where my my purpose is in my business is that I don't think my staff has a really good understanding of all this. Mm. I I need to develop a a process, again, back to our processes and systems, so that they have an understanding of what my my goals are for my business, what my goals are for them, what what my goals are for um, every client that walks through the door and how we treat them and how I want them to feel. It was, it was a really good reminder that I was so busy um, training them to do the work that maybe they don't know why they're doing the work. And um, uh, I, 
after that, I, I set aside a, a full day of uh, scheduled a, an offsite with my entire staff just to review that in depth. So they had a really good understanding yeah. of how they contribute to this end goal. Yeah. So, so smart. And you're right. The staff needs to be drawn into the idea and then they contribute so much. You know, I, re- I remember when we were sitting in a really crappy office and my staff did a design for living um, kind of a vision board event and they decided we needed a new swishier office. And I'm thinking like, no, this office is cheap. And uh, in fact, it was free. It was, in my, <laughs> it was an office in my husband's building. And I'm like, there's no way I'm moving and spending a lot of money on rent when I don't need to. And, you know, less than a year later, boom, we're opening our own office <laughs> on a big street. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know what? The, the customers came to support that endeavor and we made more money than we ever had before. So it's really important, I think, to to wrap those people in there. And you're right. Once you've plunked down the money and you've gone to a conference that's a stinker, and like I said, you can reach out privately to Leanne if you want to know which one. But I do think uh, we should be telling each other when we spent money on something that was lousy because, you know, a lot of other people will follow and spend money on that lousy thing. I remember um, years and years ago sending away for some cassette tapes from an interior design firm, like how to run your business kind of was like, wow, this is amazing. It was like mm. 300 US dollars and this is like 15 years ago. I mean, there was not a single thing in those tapes that I could use. And that was, I think it's one of the only times in my life I said, I want my money back. I didn't get it back, but I was just, I was really so aware (laughs) that I had been taken advantage of. Um, Mm -hmm. And I thought, Mm -hmm. it's not right. Other people should, should know that that isn't right. And of course, now there's social media, so we can talk about these things online and um, not to hurt Mm -hmm. um, the people who ran the conference and didn't do a good job, but they actually need to know they didn't do a good job so that if they care about being in this business, they'll step it up. So anyway, yeah, exactly. Lots of ways to learn depending on who you are, but every single one of these ways that you've mentioned, going to conferences, taking seminars, doing online courses, even business coaching, all of those things require you to, implement, don't they? You do have to, at some point, pause all the projects you have on the go and take time to work on your business and implement. So do you remember the first thing you implemented? Can you think back to something you thought, I'm going to consciously change the, the process for this thing we've been doing for a long time? Do you remember what that was? Well, Kimberly, I was lucky enough to actually attend one of your first business of design conferences the first year that you launched your Canada-wide tour. Um, So that was probably one of the best things that that happened to me because I was fairly early on in developing my business. So so moving forward, having your, um, you know, your approach to business and, and um, you know, I, I knew I could design, but I didn't know how to run a business, especially an interior design business. And having um, that knowledge and attending those courses, I think, was a really um, benefit for me because I did it early on. So I was able to sort of grow um, my business as you grew business of design and I was a, an eager student. I, I lapped up your books and I lapped <laughs> up your courses and I, you know, was eager to be a member of your, your online community. And, um, I just knew that that was what was going to, um, propel me in a way that I needed to, um, move forward. I, I just, a, I'm a bit of a nerd when it comes to systems and lists and, and, um, regulation. So I think for me, that was uh, implementing the 15 steps and having a contract in place. Honestly, the contract was absolutely key. Mm -hmm. It's so funny, but by the way, Leanne is not being paid. This is not a paid promotion. It did turn into a little (laughs) bit of a love in, but um, you know, the, the thing is I learn from talking about this stuff. And if I'm not constantly talking about the systems and how to do the systems, I will fall back, believe it or not, this is the truth, I will fall back into my very old habits of being loosey-goosey about the business. 
And before you know it, it creates havoc. And I just, I just did something again recently, which I'm always sharing my mistakes on the podcast. I do a lot that's right, but um, I had a client and it was a, the, like the fourth job we've done for her. And it was the tiniest, tiniest, tiniest little job. And her hourly fees were so small. I thought, I'm just going to, you know, ignore them and I'll add them to the next month. And then we did it again and we did it again. <laughs> and before you know it, it was four months and she hadn't paid any fees. And we sent her a bill and she went, wow, this is big. And I thought, what kind of an, where have you been, Kimberly? Do you not, what happened to you? Why would you ever do something silly like that? And my staff is like, this is why we don't let you do these things. This is why we like to run things because it always becomes a mess when you go rogue. So anyway, we don't go rogue, yeah. you know, pay it forward. Um, Leanne should be teaching her own courses uh, by now. And maybe we'll, we'll, maybe we'll all push you on that a little bit. Maybe we'll, we'll oh, sure. yeah. put a microphone in a video. <laughs> video camera in front of you and you'll do it. Seriously though, you guys, I learned so much from the business of design community. Um, and, and like you said mm. earlier, like my systems manual changes at least on a monthly basis because I learned something else. I made some mistake that I never okay. made before that has to be corrected okay. or I hear something amazing from someone like you. And I think that's a great idea. I'm doing that right now. So Leanne, mm-hmm. thank you so much. Uh, keep learning and keep sharing. We really appreciate it. Well, thank you for having me. It's been really great chatting with you. I chat with you anytime, um, <laughs> even if no one's listening. Well, I'm not letting <laughs> you go, though. We do like to end every episode with design intervention. And you're, you're, this whole episode has been full of design intervention. But essentially, something that you think is critically important for that practicing design professional who's listening in, a bit of advice, a moment of clarity, something that you would tell them, like, you really need to implement this, um, what comes to mind? I think initially is planning your day and planning your week. For me and myself particularly, it's been a great um, way of making sure that we have a good understanding of what to expect during the week and that we're setting aside enough time to complete the tasks that we have on our plate. I, and also part of that is scheduling time to work on the business. And we do that every Friday. So we have in our business, we have um, a Friday happy hour and it's the last hour, hour and a half of every Friday. And we do a couple of things. We do tidying around the office and we file things and we make sure that the studio looks great. We also do um, any catch up and then we talk to each other. We sit down and we talk to each other about how the week went. What did you do this week that was really great? What did you do that needs work? What can we add to our binder? And I think uh, it it brings us together as as staff. It really gives us a good idea of where we need to improve and also gives us a really good idea of what we're doing well and how we can build on that. So you need to set aside time not only for your projects but also for your business. Oh, my gosh. That way you're not feeling rushed. I love that Friday happy hour. That's so fun. We have Tuesday top line, but you have Friday happy hour, which sounds like way more fun. Um, you are <laughs> well, welcome. Might be wine. <laughs> You're welcome to come back anytime, any topic you pick it. I know you have lots to teach and, uh, thank you so much for giving us your time today. It was very generous of you. And I hope this is an amazing year for you and your team. Thanks, Kimberly, and uh, same back to you. Thanks so much for having me. At Business of Design, we know it takes more than hard work and talent to successfully run a professional design firm. There are proven business strategies that can solve your immediate business challenges and transform your life. Don't try to do this alone. Join today and you'll have access to more than 100 video courses, plus access to Kimberly Selden as your mentor and guide. Unlike traditional coaching, which can take years to produce tangible results, BOD is a fast track to immediate results for independent interior designers, decorators, architects, stagers, and landscapers just like you. Monthly membership is only $67.50. Annual members save two months and have access to Kimberly's contracts. What are you waiting for? Together, we will achieve extraordinary results. Start today. Start today.